My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. This podcast is about me reading short stories and fiction stories, as well as non-fiction stories, for all my listeners to enjoy. Thank you for listening to Miss Z's Storytelling. My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Destruction of Faith. I will be reading Destruction of Faith, written by Queen Zoya Counts, narrated by me, Queen Zoya Counts. Chapter 20, Possession. I slowly opened my eyes, and I heard people shouting in my ears. They was asking me for a name. My locks was hanging in my face. My head wrap was on the floor. I looked down at my feet. And Nana was down on her knees, bowing to me. What the hell? What just happened? Nana was extending her arms out to me, and she was handing me her beads from around her neck. I glanced down at her, but I was still shaking. I began to look around the room slowly, trying to adjust, and I was now sitting on the stool. How did I end up here? What the hell was going on? What had happened to me? And why was she on her knees in front of me? I tried to open my mouth to speak, but the sounds coming from my mouth was just hoarse and raspy mutterings. I heard the smell voice tell me to just be quiet for now. It sounded familiar, but I was not in the frame of mind to determine where I had heard it. When Nana realized I was looking at her, she stood up and placed her beads back around her neck. When I looked down at myself, I saw that someone had co- covered my lap in that this blue cloth. I reached up to touch my face and there was white powder all over my fingers when I drew them back. I glanced around the room in confusion. I was perplexed at all that had transpired. Everyone was staring at me with looks of bewilderment as well as cautiousness. I tried to stand up, but... My legs felt wobbly. The blue cloth in my lap fell to the floor and one of the singers immediately picked it up. I sat back down. I glanced towards the veil and saw a huge white cloth resting on the floor where people had placed their offerings. I saw plantains, bananas, sweet potatoes, pineapples, and liquor bottles. I had not seen that place there earlier. Then it hit me. I understood why Nana had told me to bring those items. They were offerings for the spirits. Some things were making sense, but yet I still felt like I was confused. I tried to stand up again, and this time I felt the strength in my legs returning. I was not as shaky as before. The drummers were no longer beating on the drums. The singers were no longer singing. Yimmy was standing near me, and I felt a little safe. The people screaming in my ears had moved away from me and were now sitting in the gray metal chairs watching Nana and me. I tried to focus more on everyone's faces as the room seemed brighter to my eyes. I could smell freedom's scent. I was looking around the room for him, but he was not there. Maybe this was not his thing. Perhaps someone else wore that fragrance. Nana turned to face the crowd, and she raised her right hand to the air and twirled it around. Nana commanded these people with such grandiosity, and they did whatever she told them to do. The way she stood over them made me think that I was in church, benediction from church. Someone had turned on the lights, and the people stood up. Nana spoke in that African language again, and they all began socializing with each other. Please don't let this be like church, I thought to myself. Are you okay? Yimmy asked me, walking up to me. Yes, Um, my voice was still raspy. What happened to me? 
Nana turned her head to me. She placed a finger to her lips as if to tell me to be quiet. I ain't like that, but I didn't feel angry. Usually when someone would offend me, the tingling would arise, but I didn't feel it. What the hell? Yemi told me to sit back and be patient. All your questions will have answers soon. Suddenly, I saw a tall shadow of a man standing near the veil. It looked like freedom, but when I blinked my eyes, it had disappeared. Damn, I must be losing my mind. I could not remember what had happened like the episodes that I had with Bella, but she saw Nana look in that direction as well. I had no idea what had happened to me, but someone was going to tell me something. Chapter 21, Freedom. Freedom kept walking in circles, becoming impatient as he waited for the door to open so that he would be able to join the others. Being at the bookstore provided him with the necessary energy to get him through his day. The air was always smelling different scents and charged with the large crystals Nana kept in certain store corners. Freedom was so excited about this festival that was taking place today. He was very anxious to see Faith most of all. He had not called her since he left her on Saturday morning. He wanted her to have her space and secretly he was hoping that she would have called him. Freedom had to remember that this was not the olden days where men had to be the ones to court the women that they wanted. The periods were different now, and if she wanted to speak to him, she should have reached out. But then he told her that he was not looking for anything nor anyone. He heard the door to the front of the store open, and he saw Faith walk in. He remained hidden behind the shadows, watching her move about the store. She looked so beautiful, dressed in white clothing, and her hair wrapped in that beautiful blue cloth. It was water blue, dark blue, like deep parts of his eyes. Blue was his favorite color. He kept his eyes on her as she entered the center, and he noticed all her facial expressions and body movements. He could tell that she was excited, but some nervousness had shown in her eyes simultaneously. He had experienced where others unfamiliar with the culture would be nervous the first time, especially if they came from a church background. He wanted to go to her, but he knew that the time was not right, not yet. He watched the drummers walk out and take their position, and as Nana prepared for her grand entrance, it was always a pleasure to watch her enter the room. She carried so much energy with her that the room seemed electric every time he saw her. He did enjoy the Aquasi Day celebrations that she held for the ancestors and the water spirits. Lemmy looked just as grand when she had entered with her father, but she was not on Nana's scale. She still had a lot of growing to do in her own right. Freedom envisioned himself as being like Baba, Nana's husband. Baba often reminded him of a man who laid back and stayed incognito, just sit back and allow the women to handle things. Freedom began to become bored a little, watching from the shadows. Was he becoming nervous? The drummers had started beating on the drums, catching up with the singers as they sang the opening song. He could see Faith looking around the room a few times. Hope filled his head that maybe she was looking for him. His thoughts of Faith were drowning out the song that the women were singing until they switched songs, and that was when he began to fiddle with his clothes. He began to feel the energy changing, and he peeked through the door. Yemi's dancing was frantic as if she was possessed, and then he saw Faith squirming around in her chair. Was Faith trying to go under too? He felt a strong pull to go to her and to help her. He was trying with all his might to fight that urge, but it was overpowering him. Something was pulling him, and he knew that it was not of his own doing. Could it be the drummers, that powerful song, that song that called down a surgery, the excellent water deity? That powerful song was calling him and pulling him, and he felt like he was going to float straight to faith. The drums, those damn drums. 
drums were intoxicating as he tried to fight the urge, no more like the desire to be with faith. Freedom needed to feed on her, drink her essence. He longed to engulf her body with his tongue to keep her safe from all danger. He was becoming aroused. His senses became more alert as he began to feel that faith had another living inside of her. And it was maddening because he could not remember if he had felt that presence when he was at her home. Those damn mushrooms that presence was so strong and it was acting like it was trying to protect faith from being taken from being hurt freedom felt like he had a fight against it but he was confused for this experience was different for him he had been with many women before but faith was so entirely different he could hear her scream cry out no scream but he could not help her he wanted to help her but he just could not Everything was out of his control right now. His patience was running very thin. Faith needed him and he was going to help her. Freedom fought his way through until he got to her. He was finally with her and nothing was ever going to change that. He moved in closer to her, but she did not recognize him. He wanted to scream into her ears that it was him, but she could not hear his voice. And even if she did hear his voice, she was not calm enough to recognize it and know that she was not alone. He sniffed the air, inhaling her aroma that was filling his nostrils. He wanted her, and there was going to be nothing that would prevent him from having her. He could feel the battle that she was going through, and he had to come to the presence inside of her. He had to calm it down. He began speaking to it and telling it that he could not harm her, but help her. The energy started to ease his tensions on faith, and as soon as faith began to come to herself, he moved to the veil. She appeared to be calmer, but he sensed her fright and her confusion. He needed her to be okay, and he hoped that she would catch a glimpse of him and know that he had been there. She glanced towards him, but so did Nana. He had to move quickly, and he thought she had seen him as he had disappeared behind the door. Chapter 22 So what happened? I sat in a chair for God knows how long waiting for those people to leave. I needed to ask Nana what had happened to me. How many times did a person have to give thanks or make their presence known? I was becoming impatient waiting for them to finish smiling in her face and having small talk. Patient was not a virtue that I possessed. Yimmy was now moving around the store too and was no longer standing beside me. When the last person left the store, Yimmy walked back towards me. Are you okay? Yeah, but I got questions. I know you do, but Nana will have to answer them for you. Just be patient a little longer. Patience? I ain't got none of that. You may not have patience, but you have an extraordinary gift. What does she mean by that? At that time, Nana walked up to us and took me by the hand. She helped me up and led me to her office and told me to take a seat on the floor in front of her desk. I glanced around the room and noticed that she had many wooden statues all around the place. There were pictures of her standing beside people dressed in all white or African attire. From the looks of everything, the images seemed to reveal that she must have done a lot of traveling back and forth to Africa. Yimmy entered the room and immediately took a seat beside me. She handed me a wooden cup filled with a hot liquid. Here, sip on this to restore your energy. You mean I've been sitting on that damn gray chair for hours and now you want to boost up my energy? <laughs> I took the cup. Thank you. I placed my lips on the cup and began to take slow sips. The liquid was scalding and it did not taste like any tea that I had ever drunk before. It was sweet and sour at the same time. I blew into the cup to cool it down and took a few more sips, then placed the cup on the floor beside me. I said, now, can you please explain to me what happened to me? 
faith, the festival that you attended is something that we do every 40 days. We must do it every 40 days to maintain that bond with our ancestors. Nana answered. I know that part. But what happened to me? I wanted to know and I hope that Nana sits my agitation. We, the African Americans in this country, have been given the duty to uphold the customs and the rituals and the traditions of the Akan people who are from Ghana. The ancestors from the motherland gave us those permissions. The Akan people have strong connections with Nana Iyami. They laid before us the foundation in which we need to stand on and rules of life that we need to live by to survive on earth. I picked up my cup of tea and took another sip. She continued, we honor the water spirits known as the Abasums, and sometimes during the festival, especially during a, the drumming portion, a person may get possessed by the Abasums. That is what happened to you. You became possessed by a water spirit. Now that sounded crazy to me, but in a way it made sense because it did feel like there was another presence with me. So what happened to me when I became possessed? Your soul or craw allowed it to come in and take you over, she responded. I did not believe that because it felt like they had been fighting inside of me. When you got possessed, the water spirit calmed you down, Yemi said. I could hear so much excitement in her voice. What that mean? It means that you needed to be a priestess or a nana of the spirit that took you over. Nana means priestess. While it had you, we asked for it to reveal its name, but it would not tell us what his name was. Him? A male spirit took me over? I looked at both of them waiting for an answer. We don't know yet, but we do know that we will have to continue exploring your possibilities. I need you to start attending some of the classes. The spirits are calling you and I want to initiate you as soon as possible. See, this is just too overwhelming. Can you please explain to me why I came to or when I came to you was on your knees before me handing me your beads? Nana seemed to become extremely uncomfortable when I asked her that question. It was like she was afraid to tell me or maybe I was sensing something more. I knew that she was not going to give me an answer. So I began to feel a tingling sensation on the back of my neck and I knew that Bella was still here. Nana was hiding something, but she never answered my question. Let me think on it. I stood up. I need to know more about this initiation process. Sure, take your time, but my class will be on Saturday and I need to know by then. Yimmy stood up beside me and smiled. I promise you that you will not be alone. I just took my rights and I will help you as much as I can. I smiled back at her and left her office. As I walked back into the center, the veil was moving and something was trying to get me to walk towards it. I wanted to run from it, but it was something about the earthen pot hidden behind it that had me curious. I started moving slowly towards it and when I got close enough, I placed my hands on the veil. What are you doing? I heard Baba shout out to me. I snatched my hand back. Nothing. I was just trying to see what was in that pot. Wait until you have been initiated into the Akan. You must never try that again. He sounded like he was angry with me for some reason. What was his deal? Okay, I'm sorry for doing something wrong. I walked over to my shoes, placed them on my feet, and left the store. As I drove home, I thought that I should have asked Yimmy if she had seen freedom. 
My name is Queen Zoya Count, and I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast. Peace.